Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. What's happening, everybody? I know you got a lot of choices of things you can do here on a lovely Saturday or weekend time. You got baseball playoffs. You got basketball preseason games. You got college football. I just realized I forgot my water. Oh, it's so close. I can almost reach it. We'll take a uh, mid-show break for Dan to go sprint over and grab water. Uh, mock draft starts in about two minutes or so. We're in the five hole today. Make sure I got my windows up. So I'm expecting we'll start with somebody in the Shea, Tatum, Halliburton trio. Not a guarantee. They could potentially all go at five, but uh, it'd be a little bit surprised. Well, you know, maybe we're maybe you get stuck down. No, I. Feels pretty likely that we'll be choosing from one of those guys. Uh, we'll see how this thing goes. I threw the link out on Twitter, so I'm hoping most of the people that are in the mock are actually uh, alive and ready to be here. Um, as of right now, a couple people still haven't joined, so if we're stuck with a handful of auto drafts, we'll only go about 50, 60 picks deep. If uh, if it fills out, we'll go farther along in the mock. Most of what you expect to learn from a mock draft, I'll say this at the front end, before I do any promo, most of what you should be expecting to learn from a mock draft is in the top 50 anyway, because predicting what people in your league are going to do after that is a total crapshoot. You have a rough idea early on of, you know, five to eight players that you'll be picking from generally where you are in the first, second, third round, stuff like that. By the time you get to the fifth, sixth round, uh, you know, it could be a, a 15 to 20 player list, or it could be one. You just don't never really know who's going to get back to you in those spots. And so there's a lot of game theory involved. And now, ugh, we might have three. Looks like we might have three auto picks. That's terrible, man. Come on. I put this link on Twitter so that you guys could actually be a part of it. Very frustrating. It's a Yahoo one, so there's not much I can do about it. But I'll throw it up on the stage here so you guys can at least see what's going on. Uh, with three auto picks, if that is what is uh, is going to stick here, if that's the way it's going to be, we'll probably go about five rounds. So first 60 picks, and uh, then we'll probably just talk a little bit of stuff. And if you have any have any questions, we'll uh, we'll we'll peel some of those out of the chat room as well. Looks like someone already actually has dropped a uh, a question in the chat room. So keep that trucking. Um, quick reminder: as Nikola Jokic likely goes here, well, uh, oh somebody just joined. Okay, we're down to two at least. Um, I am at Dan Bespris, and I'll say it again. In fact, I'm going to beg you guys, find me on social media. It's so mission critical going forward. If it's hard to see on your screen, I will put the link in the chat room. Uh, the link is definitely in the um, show description already, so that's not a problem. Oh, it's my turn. I should probably deal with that. Uh, looks like Shay and Tatum is the choice here. And I'll go Shea. First five were Jokic, Embiid, Doncic, and Halliburton. Cool. Works for me. Five slot is actually a pretty comfortable one, honestly. I like it. Um, yeah, so we got two, two auto drafts. Weak. All right, maybe we'll go like 75 picks deep with two auto picks. But I really don't think we'll learn anything beyond that. So um, roll with me here. So that's my Twitter handle. That's in the chat room. Definitely come find me over there. We're going to be spending a, just an absurd amount of time on social media. Especially once the season starts. 
But even now, um, looking at some of the stuff over there, like there are things that you just you just flip into the world on Twitter that don't require an entire podcast. Oh, I'm being visited by my three-year-old here on a live show. This will be the first time that I think Theo's been on a live show before. Hey, bud. You want to say something while daddy's watching the live show go? Yeah? If you want to say anything, you got to say it into the microphone, though, okay? <laughs> Gibberish, ladies and gentlemen. My three-year-old saying silly things. Yes, look at that little cutie pie. Oh, no, don't lick it. That's not what we're going to do with that. Uh, no, I'm licking. Oh, you're licking me? Oh, gosh. <laughs> this show's taking a turn. Oh, and now he's coughing into the microphone. <laughs> so this is Theo, everybody. Oh, you all right, kiddo? Let's talk about what's going on in the draft room, though. That's what everybody came to see here. Oh, Theo, I'm going to just... No, we can't push any buttons right now because oh, there's a dog underneath you. Daddy needs to be. <laughs> Daddy needs to be answering some questions. I'm gonna hand Theo to his grandma. Theo, go get a snack, kiddo. This is it. There you go. Yep. Bud, bud. Oh, you've had enough candy. Let me throw the draft board on here so everybody can see what's going on. There you go. Okay, one more piece of candy. Okay, see you later, bud. So that's Theodore, everybody. And we've uh, over that, we lost another team to, uh, to auto-picking, so it's back down to three. I really think we're only going to go 60 picks deep in this one uh, if, if the other mocks aren't taking it as, uh, as seriously as they should be. My turn here in the second round. I don't know what the hell's going on right now because I just had a, a surprise visit. Pick 20. Um, I love Mikhail. I love JJJ here. I see Cat got moved up. Ooh, a Yahoo board rearrange. That's fun. Um, hmm. Yeah, we'll go Bridges. Nice and easy. Simple pick. JJJ, then Towns go after that. All right, here's what's going on so far. So after my Shea pick, then it went Steph before Tatum. Kind of surprising there. Giannis goes 8, LaMelo Ball 9, Dame 10. Anthony Davis goes a little early at 11. Kyrie Irving at 12. Uh, second round, Kevin Durant falls to the second round. That's a really good deal for uh, that team going. But Kyrie KD on the turn is both scary good and scary scary. I got another turn coming up here in a second, so we may have to loop back around. All right, it's back to me at 29. Uh, DeJounte Murray is the first player on my board here. I don't like Pascal, LeBron, or Paul George. I don't trust him very much. Frankly, I think DeJounte's kind of the only guy I like. Bam, this would be an overdraft. Miles Turner, I'm okay with, but I'd rather not take him at 29, especially if you can get some similar guys in the next round, maybe at a better price. Brunson, no. Drew, no. Jalen Brown, that's too early. Um, DeJounte's really the only choice here for me. So I'm loading up on, on guards and wings and kind of weird ones. And I'll talk through my team strategy in a minute. I want to give you the rest of, of what went down. Second round was Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, Demonis Sabonis, and Trey Young. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is the, the halfway point of the second round. Then Desmond Bain, Mikael Bridges, that was me. JJJ, Cat, Jimmy Butler, and Freddie Van Vliet. Third round of James Harden, Kawhi Leonard into the third round. I like that. Markinen, Cade. I like that they took Cade because if they took DeJounte right before me, I don't know what the hell I would have done at my pick 29 there. Uh, Bam goes 30th, Siakam 31, LeBron 32, and that catches everybody up here. 
uh, now Paul George off the board. But looking at my own team, and I think we may have just lost another club as they were picking, and this is, again, why we're probably only going to go about 60 picks deep in this mock. This is what you guys care about. First three, four rounds. Oh, dude's back in. Okay, at least we got that. I know everybody wants to hear, like, who are Dan's sleepers, but it just changed. Yahoo changed their board, so my sleepers just changed. Because Kyrie Irving got moved down from 8 to 9. Giannis got bumped in front of him. Um, What else happened here? Dame is still at 12 in kind of an interesting twist. Um, What do we got? What are some of the other shifts? What am I sorting by here? Um, not a huge number of bounces. Cat is the big one. Cat jumps all the way back up to 22. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Cool. That's the huge jump. Rest of the board actually didn't move all that much. After Paul George, it goes Victor Wembanyama, Jalen Brunson, and then finally Miles Turner at 36. That's a good spot for him. Then Evan Mobley at 37, Jalen Brown 38. All right, so look, here's my team. I had Shea in the first. I took Mikhail Bridges in the second because I was um, hanging out with my three-year-old for a minute, and I didn't really see what was going on in front. When you start with that pairing, you look at what you're strong at, which is um, I'm fine at threes, pretty damn good in scoring. Um... Not many rebounds. Okay number of assists. Not great. Sort of like middling there. By the way, it's coming back around to me again, and we'll reassess. By the way, uh, De'Aaron Fox, 39. Darius Garland, 40. Drew Holiday, 41. Kristaps Porzingis, 42. Um, and Jordan Poole goes 43. I haven't had a chance to sort of fully assess my team yet. They're very good in steals and free throw. Uh, shooting is fine. I am big manless right now. Uh, 44, I think I'd probably take DeMar DeRozan in um, a lot of situations here, but the fact that Vooch got bumped down to 51 and Chet Holmgren behind him there, uh, this is where I would have liked to have more time to actually assess my team. We'll go Vooch just because it's sort of an easy call. He'll likely beat that 44 mark, and he's very safe. I'm drafting a pretty safe team. But now if you look at my team... Much better in rebounds. Scoring is still fine. Uh, Vooch takes maybe a little bit of the shine off that, but my top three are doing well enough. Free throws are good. Field goal percent comes back to decent. Steals are good. Blocks are low. Assists are actually okay. Threes are not great. Bridges is pretty going to be pretty good there, but my other ones, DeJounte is sort of meh. Shea is no, and Vooch is no. 
So I could use a bump in threes. I could use a bump in blocks. I could use a bump in probably field goal percent. So three, uh, you know, blocks, field goal percent. I can probably count on grabbing somebody in like the eighth round to take care of those. Um, so right now, I, I don't think that I'm super worried about any one category that's in dire straits. If I had to say categories my team is very good at right now, I would probably point to steals and free throw percent. So basically, as my turn comes around, the one thing I'd say is not necessarily something to target, but like, I wouldn't have needed OG Ananobi if he got to me. Oh, there goes Chet. That would have been a nice one to get there. Tyrese Maxey should be fun here. Zach Levine is very easy call here. Jared Allen would take care of uh, field goal percent and rebounds without completely obliterating free throw percent, although he's um, dinged up now. He hurt himself. Zach Levine feels like kind of the easy choice here. Uh, Jared Allen, Tyrese Maxey, Bradley Beal are all interesting enough. I love Jalen Williams, but I don't think he, I need his stats on this team, so we'll just let the timer run out and I'll go ahead and end up with Zach Levine. We'll probably go through the sixth round and then call it since there are three auto drafts, and I think that's also why I had a pick from so many guys that I like at this juncture. It's not, it's not an accident. And unfortunately, that means that this mock, which is seemingly pretty well attended right now, I'm probably going to pull the plug on it relatively soon because I don't think this is super accurate. They can go a little farther if you guys really want. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it feels like it's... Uh, is it worth it? You guys tell me. If you're in the chat room and you're watching, there's a bunch of you. You tell me. Is it worth it to keep going? I just, I don't know that we're getting that much out of it unless you guys just want to hear me talk about my team as I build it. I just think that this is going to be a really easy mock to do if there's three auto drafts because I'm going to be picking from more guys than usual that I like. Um, jumping away for just a second to remind everybody to please do find me at at Dan Bespris on twitter.com slash x.com at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. And of course, take a moment to like and subscribe to what we're doing here, either on YouTube or the traditional podcast channels. That is very important. So my team's pretty well-rounded, which is a little weird for a head-to-head -head team. Um, other than blocks, scoring is good. Threes are now better with Zach Levine. Field goal percent remains good because I really haven't taken, other than maybe McHale, who could suffer a bit in that department. My guards are actually pretty good at shooting the basketball. Um, assists are decent but not great. Rebounds are decent but not great. Blocks are, are weak. Blocks are weak. Wow. Speeding along here because of the auto-drafters. This would be a spot to maybe consider someone who blocks a couple of shots. Um, I don't know that there's a really obvious one to grab, but Rudy Gobert just went off the board right in front of me. I love Cam Johnson here, but I, I don't know that I need to do it. Um, he is, in my estimation, the most interesting player on the board. Uh, but perhaps in head-to-head, -head, you lean into someone a little bit deeper that is a bit more specialized, like Atias Jones. We'll go Cam Johnson because, in general, he's my favorite play. That shores up three-pointers now. Percentages continue to be solid without a big man to really lift them up out of the doldrums. And maybe this is a time to consider punting something. I don't know that I have to yet. I think my team is anywhere from sort of average to good in everything besides blocks. Blocks are bad right now. So maybe it's a punt blocks build. And the other big I look for is a big that doesn't block that many shots, but maybe focuses more on rebounds and field goal percent. 
and there are a handful of them. Those guys are still out there. So then you just dodge, you know, Jakob Pertl, who blocks more shots but is a big negative in free throw, or Mitchell Robinson, who blocks a lot of shots but has that big free throw issue. You know, somehow, I, like, I'm going to never end up, ta- end up taking the guys that I need to target because of the auto drafts. They're leaving all of this stuff on the board for me. And that's, again, why I don't know that this mock is extremely useful for you guys, but you can hear me talk through my strategy a little. Because um, if you look at the, the guys on my club now, which is Shay, and I stopped reading the names. I'm sorry, everybody. If you're listening in, go to Twitter. I'll post a bunch of the results from this. But I, I just, I think at this point, it's probably more useful for you to hear what I'm doing because there are three autos, and I don't think that that's all that helpful for you guys. I mean, I can blitz through the names if you want, but... Um, after my Vooch pick, that's how far back we were. Kessler, Jamal Murray, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi. See, now it's back to me again. DeAndre Ayton, Anthony Simons. Uh-oh, I got a pick. Oh, there goes Tyus Jones. That was the guy I thought maybe might slip back to me. Um, normally, if I wasn't sort of thinking about giving up on blocks, Pirtle would be the guy here. I've been spending too much time talking, so it's possible that I just go with it and say whatever I'm assuming my team can cover him in free throws because of how good everybody else is uh and he does bring me back into play in blocks and rebounds and field goal percent my team is no longer a full-blown juggernaut in free throw but they're still pretty freaking good because Shea is excellent Bridges is very good Levine is good Cam is good DeJounte is decent Vooch is good for a big man I had all good free throw shooters until Pirtle so now I just have to make sure I don't do anything else and that's what makes this one hard. With autos, it flies past them. There's now four teams auto-picking, and that's enough. We don't need to worry about that. So we're going to go ahead and end that. I'm going to go over to the draft board and uh, just let you guys know, the again, the order of my picks in this. I'm, I'm not the only team that just left, so everybody's leaving this mock right now. It went Shea, Mikhail Bridges, DeJounte Murray, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Zach Levine, Cam Johnson, and Jakob Pertl. And now there's so many auto-picks that uh, we're just going to stop worrying about it. But this is one of those situations where I didn't really have time to think about what I was doing because of a visit from my kid and talking about everybody else's picks and just the speed of this mock draft. And so this was very much a flying by the seat of the pants one. But guess what? It still worked out fine because after my first two picks, it looked like if I wanted to, I could have punted a big man type category, but you never really have to because you don't know who's going to get back to you. So instead third round I like DeJounte Murray there it still seemed like I was leaning into more guard stuff but my guards were relatively solid from an efficiency standpoint so one two big men away from covering up the issues there and then Vooch got all the way to me in the late fourth round perfectly reasonable spot to take him that covers up the rebound issue I had that helps with the field goal percent issue I was building Um, he gets some assists from the big man spot so I'm not completely dead to rights in that category with Shea and Murray giving above average but no real assist specialist on my team. That was why I was kind of looking for like a Tyus Jones. And I thought about taking Tyus Jones instead of Cam Johnson in the sixth round because my team was so good in the stuff that Cam is good at already. And that's one of those spots where it's like, look, if you're in a Roto League, that's a spot where you try to even out your board and try to get decent in almost everything. But it's head-to-head, and I thought, meh, whatever. Like, if I end up not... If I end up punting assists down the line, no big deal. I got a bunch of guys on my team that are okay at them. I don't think that I'm bad at assists. I just don't think my team is good at them. But at that point, 
My team now after Cam Johnson was excellent in threes, pretty good, I think, in scoring. Um, medium, we'll put it on this hand, in rebounding. Medium in assists, very good in steals. Uh, medium in field goal percent, very good in free throw percent. And believe it or not, kind of medium in turnovers. So, oh, I left something out, didn't I? What did I skip? Score? No. How come I only got eight here? <laughs> what am I forgetting? What did I skip over? Was it blocks? Oh, I'm awful in blocks. Yeah, horrible in blocks. So at that point, I'm thinking, if this is a head-to-head -head league, which it basically is, I'd probably give up on blocks. Um, but then Pirtle was there, and Tyus... No, Tyus got taken right in front of me. So if Tyus was still there, I'd probably go him, and i pull assists into the good category instead of maybe and steals remains positive. But instead, because Tyus was off the board, I thought, you know what, let's pull blocks back into the maybes and probably pull rebounds over into the good. So I made myself better in five things, and I pulled something out of the total, like, dead zone, but I'm not quite as strong in a few of the things that Tyus Jones would have covered. But again, this draft, I don't know, that was super accurate to the guys you'd actually get in these spots because of those auto picks. And that's why I didn't want to go much much uh, further in that thing. Um, let's shrink the draft room down, or in fact, let's just turn it into nothingness. You guys can look at my ugly mug for a minute. Although I did shower before doing this show today. By the way, shout out to uh, Robin Marks, who sent me this really cool t-shirt. I'm a big fan. I am a fantasy nerd. I'm 100% wearing this out in the community, uh, like, a lot. If you have questions, by the way, this would be a great time to flip them into the chat room over on YouTube. And I'll try to get to those here in just a second. Um, I don't know. I guess I could say apologies for uh, not having a better attendance on this. I thought it was going to be a good one because I put the link in Twitter. But a couple folks joined and, and then decided that they didn't really want to be here for the whole thing. So, blurp. But anyway, uh, a couple of questions here before we shut her down and make this one just a little bit of a shorter live show. But it's a weekend anyway, so it doesn't have to be a big one. Dan, is it standard for Roto Leagues? This is Case asking for Roto Leagues to have two center spots in the starting lineup or one. Uh, on Yahoo's public, basically everything that I say what's standard is what Yahoo does in their public leagues, which is two center. For a few years, there's been a uh, push to wipe one, it, wipe one out, make it a one center situation. Now there's so many center eligible players again that I think two totally makes sense. And frankly, I never moved away from the two-center build, um, because I always thought that there was a pretty easy way to cover it, and now there's very it's very easy. So two-center seems fine to me. Andre, what is your favorite sports ethos content during draft season? I can't pick just one myself, so I thought I'd come bug you and ask. Andre is putting the promotional ball on top of the promotional tee, and all I must do is reach out, grab my little chapstick, and knock it into the, into the seats, uh, there's so much going on at Sports Ethos right now. Although I'll say, Andre, uh, the projections dropped yesterday at Sports Ethos. And I know everybody's frustrated about the fact that the B150 is only in the expensive elite plan right now. The projections are in all of the premium monthly plans. So NBA Fantasy Pass, which is $6 a month, projections are in it. All Sport Fantasy Pass, which is NBA, MLB, and NFL all together for only $1 more per month than NBA. That's $7 then. That's got projections. And anything that's a bundle, so the Ethos 360, the Old School Bundle, the All Fantasies Bundle, all that stuff, all has projections right now. 
and you can tailor those to whatever league type you have. So in the end, isn't that actually the best of them all? No, the B-150 is the best of them all because that's where Brew takes his projections and he funnels them into an easy-to-use list. And most of us don't want to work hard enough to actually do that themselves. Andy says, awesome glasses, Theo. Yeah, we talked about him on the, the live show yesterday, the marathon Q&A. He has those dilly-dallies that, that flex and bend. Turns out he came in to ask for a Sour Patch Kid. That's what all of that was. Hassan says, hi, Theo. Andre says, Theo. Andre says, this is the content we came for. Yep, that's my little man. Asher's, Asher's been on a bunch of shows. I think that might be the first one that Theo's actually just wandered into. So that was kind of fun. And he can talk now, so it's more interesting than when he would have just come in here and yelled at me with, like, insane gibberish. Steven asks, what are your favorite picks for bigs that produce elite blocks in the mid to late rounds? I think the one that's the easiest to get is Mitchell Robinson. Um, not that he's my favorite, but he's going the latest. Mitch Rob is pre-ranked 97 on Yahoo's board, and that dude had, a, had an actual 9-cat rank in the 50s last year. Some of that is because his turnovers are low, um, but he's an elite rebounding field goal percent shot blocking big, and he just gets hurt a little bit. But otherwise, uh, I love it. Daniel Gafford is listed as a forward on Yahoo right now. I got to think that that's going to switch at some point, but he's one I like. Um I do think it's possible that Mark Williams got pushed too far up the board now. Um, Onyeko Kongwu is a good one because he's not an awful foul shooter, and he's going after 100, 106. Those are probably my favorite for the for the very late contingent. In the middle chunk, um, Jared Allen has been a pretty good value. I think he actually got pushed up a little bit in the latest Yahoo board. Yeah, they pushed him up to 47, so that'll mess with his ADP, which is 59 right now. That's a shame. Um, so he'll be less of a value. He's actually going in front of Vooch now. Chet at 52, Kessler at 54, Claxton at 56 are probably the middle middle round ones that uh, that get me peaked a little bit. Well done, Dan, for destroying Josh yesterday. <laughs> First win. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I was on the Locked On Fantasy podcast, and Josh and I debated DeAnthony Melton. He was the fourth and final player we debated, and Josh did say, in the end, Dan... You dealt me my first defeat of the uh, fantasy battle season. It's it's part of a shtick, but we're all having some fun here. So thank you. When you are ready. Wenwa. Thank you. Appreciate you. That was fun. Javed, points league, fourth pick. Do you take Embiid or Tatum or someone else? Hmm. I'm assuming this is head-to-head. -head. I think you probably go Joel. Um... Because his per-game numbers this year, I think, are just going to be astronomical. But also, Tatum probably plays a handful more games. So you're going to be weighing that out a bit. The thing that I would look at is that last year, Embiid beat Tatum by totals despite losing the games played battle by eight. And so that's probably why I would tick in the direction of Embiid. But I get it if you want to go the safe route. Kay says, Dan's got the most soothing voice. Thanks, man. Yeah, I play-by-play -play guy. I am former play-by-play -play guy. I still do play-by-play. -play. I do. Uh, if you guys ever want to hear me do baseball or basketball, I still do sort of assorted games in and around Los Angeles. And it's super fun, and it's still my favorite thing to do on Earth. So uh, not to knock my own podcast, I 
love being out at ballparks and arenas and just the the swell of a crowd and all that stuff. So anyway, thank you. I like that. Hassan, would you select Markinen at the beginning of the third round in Roto? He wrote Toto, but then corrected himself. We knew that was Roto. Markinen at 25. He's not a guy I'm targeting at the beginning of the third round. I know that he was number 19 last year. I just think that there's a field goal percent dip coming, and that's the thing that knocks him down by a round or whatever it is. Now, I still think he's going to be very good. Markinen, to me, you know, he's like a top 40 range floor. So taking him at 25-26 is not the end of the world. And if everybody else that I like is gone, fine. Um, he was relatively healthy last year until they shut him down, which was also kind of a new thing for Markinen, but that has been an issue for him in the past. So I'm inclined to say no here, um, but, you know, if it's like the fourth pick of the third round, you know, you got pick 28... Would I have done that today in this mock draft if everybody was gone, including DeJounte Murray? But I think Markinen was off the board already. Andre confirms, yep, first one for Theo. Asher has some great participations already. Yeah, Asher, like, that's just a full-grown kid now. He'll be seven in a month. Um, he could probably do one of these podcasts at this point. Not about basketball. He's a big baseball kid. I love baseball, too. You guys know that about me. Baseball play-by-play. I Dodgers postseason starts in a couple of hours. I am going to be a stressed out, nervous wreck. That's like the team that still does it to me. I can't separate my my love of a team. We all get weird like that. Case says, thank goodness the poop people aren't here today. That was weird. I've never been a part of that kind of like, they descended like locusts at the end of that live show yesterday and just started yelling about poop in the chat room. That was very odd. All right, we'll go 30 minutes and out on today's live show. Hope you guys are having a lovely Saturday. I am a fantasy nerd. Shout out again to Robin Marks. Uh, at Dan Bespris on Twitter. Come find me over there. We'll chat about something. I don't know. We're talking about totals today on Twitter. Talked about that with Brew on Monday. There's been a um, there's been an analyst push to completely disregard totals, but I, I really think it's more nuanced than that. And I hope that our discussion from a few days ago illustrated some of that nuance where the per game stuff really creeps in more, I think, as you go. And with most people playing head to head, it actually surprised me how little they cared about totals. Because if your head to head guy doesn't play in enough games, you're dead meat. I know you want to chase upside, but there is a safety lever you kind of have to pull in the first few rounds on head-to-head -head and just make sure you got guys that are playing the damn games they're supposed to play. He said, while at the same time noting that if Kawhi Leonard falls to 30, you kind of have to take him because he's a monster. He's saying all the right things, too. Vibes in Clipperland are actually pretty good right now. I'm surprised by that, but I like it. Still not on the Paul George bandwagon, but you guys know I'm on the Kawhi one. Coming up, here's one thing I wanted to mention before we sign up here. Anybody that makes it to the end of the program. Coming up on the podcast, I don't believe that we'll have time to do a live show tomorrow um, because kids have stuff like morning until the moment we all pass out. Uh, but starting this coming week, because we are now basically approaching, once this next week gets going, we'll be approaching the two-week mark from opening night. This is when we really get into the, like, the heat of it. This is Yahoo's probably second to last board rearranged. They, last year they did one last one like four days before the season started. 
So uh, that's something to keep in mind right now, meaning it's probably time for us to start digging into the old man squad. So we'll probably get some of that going this coming week. Um, my slow mock, my industry slow mock is... Oh, God, I got auto-drafted. Brutal. I should probably wind that back because I screwed it up. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pause that because uh, Dano's going to take advantage of the fact that he's running this thing. Um, we'll talk to some of those folks on the show, so that'll be fun. And uh, so, yeah, so sleeper stuff, old man squad, um, industry mock results. We'll do an, another look at the Yahoo board, whatever arrangements, rearrangements they've done. Um, so really, we're getting into the thick stuff now. And then you guys are going to start seeing some real draft result shows because I'm going to start parachuting into some Yahoo public prize leagues, and uh, we'll see how that goes as well. So that's what's coming up. Um, Kenji with a question on the way out. Oh, he wants some 14-team mocks. Yeah, you know, they just, like, it's a little more niche -y. That'll come if we have a little bonus time. I did one earlier. Um, I wasn't planning on doing two of them, but if we have a bunch of time, I'll, I'll throw another one in the mix. But uh, that's it for me. At Dan Vesperus, I'm out. I'm out.